In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is not Richard yet. I guess he's having a little Skypey problem as usual. I mean, Skype is like the coolest thing, but you can get all kinds of... Uh, uh, problems with it, which is what we are having now. So, um, anyways, uh, Viking, why don't we go to commercial and I'll give him a call on the landline and maybe we can do it that way and get that straight. Can we do that, Viking? Well, takes care of that. Richard? Hello? Okay. Are you on Skype, sir, or phone? I'm on the phone. Oh. Sorry, the Skype's gone down. That's why I've... Uh... Panic. Yeah, Skype's gone down, so I'm I'm phone again tonight. Okay. I mean that that's so strange. We I mean it seems like we have more than our share of technical problems when you deal with the paranormal. I couldn't agree more. There's something in it. I'm sure. <laughs> quite po- quite positive. Uh, but that's the beauty of it. You see, you can always blame the paranormal. But uh, you think how far it is from you to me, and how amazing it is that that you know that we that we can talk to each other. That we can send messages. It's just unbelievable. We can actually see each other if we have... Uh... Oh, yeah. But, I mean... Right. Tip, tip. Go ahead. Go ahead. Richard? Hello? Yeah, you there? Yes, I am. This is straight. <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, you know, it's quite amazing. I mean, I'll tell you very quickly, the, the, other, the other week, I, I have electric gates on my, um, uh, on my house here. And I walked out with my dogs, uh, which I've got three of. It's got nothing to do with it. And um, I pressed the button to close the gates. And, of course, the gates closed on their own. And I thought, a hundred years ago, what would people have thought of that? Have I got two ghostly gatekeepers that, that are closing the gates for me? No, of course yeah. not. No, of course not. It's, well, I mean, I don't know. What we, <laughs> you're more of a scientist than me. What, what made my gates close? Um, a signal? Uh, um, radio signal, microwaves, I don't know. It's something that, that passed from this little machine, this little button, uh, to something in my gates. But it would have been considered a ghost a few years ago. Some people well, you would know still what? perhaps think it was. You know what's really funny is I actually uh, can tell you a story about that. When um, Way back when I was a youngin', uh, 
and my dad was alive and everything. We had a cat. Yeah. And we had a TV. Well, the first remotes were a little different than the ones we have now. And, mm. and the coolest thing is that our cat used to have a little chain collar. And when he shook his head, he would change the TV channels. No! Oh, yeah. But now, if we didn't know that, I mean, we, we figured it out. But if we didn't know that, we'd say, hey, the TV's hot. <laughs> we got ghosts. Yeah. Or your cat's got magical powers. Or, 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 or. No, yeah. So, what, what, I mean, when you say a chain, uh, yep. what, just a little chain collar? No, 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 no electric? Not no, nothing. no, just a little chain collar. I think that the original uh, remotes, I mean, we're talking, oh, God, uh, 40, almost 50 years ago. So, I mean, when they first came Gee. out, they were, they were different, you know? I mean, they might have been an audible sound rather than an infrared. Mm-hmm. They, I know they were an infrared, I can tell you that. Yeah, of course not. But your cat <laughs> shook his head and changed the channel. Yep. <laughs> That's Paranormal? I don't think so. Awesome. But, I mean, yeah. you see, I was talking to uh, a, a guy on through from... We were talking about things like that, paranormal. Tell you what it was. I had my car serviced, and, and I'd got my book in the, in the car, and he was, ta- he, he was talking about you know, what I did. And we were talking about remotes and all, and I said what I've just said to you about the gates and all that sort of stuff. And um, he, he then, uh, I, I said to him, do you know that if you're the remote for your car, you know, to open your car, if you're too far away from the car, if you put the remote to your head... And then press the button. It tr- travels farther than it would normally. Really? And he said, "Absolutely right." And he says, "He says it's not. It doesn't happen so much now, but apparently BMWs were notorious for it more than any other car." And in other words, if you were too far away from the, to open your car, put it to the side of your head, press the press the button, and it'll open the car. Wow! And he said, "Yes, absolute fact." And again, down to the, you know, what's going on in our minds, in our brains. Absolutely fascinating, don't you think, to say the least? I think so. I, I do um, want to mention, though, that I am having difficulty uh, with my computer right now, and, and so I'm getting a, a little difficulty getting into the chat rooms. Uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick, and you can join us live in the Pararex or the Toji Net chat room. Uh, if you have a... St- Question for us, call in at 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869, and that's toll-free in the U.S. of A. So, I mean, that, that's pretty strange stuff anyways. Well, I certainly think so. I think I, there's an awful I, lot more in it than we realize. I just heard uh, a ghost, again, ghost dog. I was just saying, there was, that was my, one of my dogs, yes, my Labrador, uh, who's very insensitive. But I was just literally, as he started to bark, um, going to say um, the amazing things with, 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 with dogs and cats. Um, and the fact that a dog can hear sounds from, from, oh my goodness me, so much farther than we can. Um, so when your dog's barking, like he's barked, just bark now. There's probably nobody, nobody on my land at all. It's probably someone, uh, I don't know, three, four hundred, five hundred meters away that 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 I don't know about that I can't hear that he can. Um, the, the the amazing ability of your cat um, to be able to find its way home. You know, I mean, you drop, you get your cat. I don't know, 
drop it off in, um, let's think of somewhere not too far away from you. Um, like, let's just say Portsmouth. <laughs> and, and by next Wednesday, you know, we, it'll come back and it'll be back on your doorstep. How? Has, has, it, has it got a little satellite navigation system in it? Yes, yeah, a little, little, little GPS, yeah. But it has, in its brain, in its head. Think about it. You know, it's amazing. Same with your homing pigeons. It, apparently, it's something to do with magnetite um, in the, at the end, at the, the base of the beak of a pigeon. And apparently, we have it as well in our, at the back of our nose, which, again, yeah. gives us an ability to have, to have a good sense of direction. Right. But listen, guys, give yourselves 10 years, and none of us will be able to get round as we used to without using our satellite navigation systems. I can't do it now. I get lost well, getting all my, my, out of my driveway. We actually, have a, we actually have a question for you, Richard, from, the, uh, from Gail in the uh, Tojinet chat room, and she asked, yeah, yeah. how is your ghost-finding dog, dog doing? Now, you, you, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Richard <laughs> has an idea, and what is it, Richard? It's, well, I, I have, um, I mean, as I say to everybody when we're talking about EMF meters and K2s and, and, and thermometers, and blah, 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 I always say, listen, guys, they're not ghost detectors, in my opinion. The only ghost detector is you and your dog. And so, I, but of course, your dog, in my opinion, is far more sensitive, like we've just been saying, than we'll ever be. Uh, and so I think that, that um, what my new ghost program, when it comes out, is, is going to feature... Um, I, I have a dog called Charlie. He's a little West Highland Terrier. He's terribly sensitive, uh, much more so than... I've got three dogs, but he, he's the one that I believe is, is much you know, more sensitive than the others. And I, I've actually nicknamed him or called him Charlie Ghostfinder. Because <laughs> I'm like obviously it. Ghostfinder General. Um, and so he's Charlie Ghostfinder. And this is so funny that you, this person should ask this, because last mm, Thursday, I actually took him down to Derby Jail for you the did. first time. Yeah, first time he's ever been near, but he's, he's, um, he'll be three in, uh, he'll be three in, in end of August. And I've never taken him down to the jail. And I took him in, and guess, <laughs> sorry guys, absolutely nothing happened at all. Really? Um, he went from yeah, he went from one room to another. He was the only thing I would say, and I don't know what this, whether this has got anything to do. With, he was terribly excited. I mean, really quite excited, running round um, from one cell to another, um, down the corridor, barking a lot. But I don't mean when I say barking, I don't mean looking at something and barking. I'm I, I just mean excitedly barking and running round. Um, but, you know, I was, I was, we sort of got a guy there with a camera just in case, um, in case he suddenly stopped and stared into the room or and his hackles came up. And he, but unfortunately, absolutely nothing happened. Um, so that's really as far as we've got with Charlie's development. But the idea is now for me to bring it, take him into um, more and more haunted locations with me to see whether he does have... Well, we know, we know they all have an ability because we hear too many stories from people, you know, about their dogs and, and seeing right. things and hearing things. Um, so at, at the moment, we're not, we, have, we haven't progressed too far. But you see, perhaps there was nothing there then. Perhaps that's that's a very good possibility. Uh, perhaps, as Derek Akora always used to say, 
they're in visitation, and that means that they're actually not visiting us. I love that. Like they may be somewhere else. Uh, it might have been a quiet... <laughs> they might have been on holiday, Ron, or... I don't know, something like that. But I, I, know, I miss Derek, you know that? So do... Oh, listen, you, you're not the only one. Uh, everybody does. Um, love him or hate him. Um, yeah. pe- people used to say to me, even if they didn't believe in some of the things that were going on, they said we used to love watching the show to see what Derek was going to get up to tonight. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I you know, think that I mean, that's, so... that's the good thing. You gotta, guys, everybody got to realize that it is a show, I mean, and people want to see, you know, different things, and uh, yeah. they don't just want the same old so, and, and Derek certainly was not the same old, same old. No, you're absolutely right. There was, there was always something different. There was always something entertaining uh, with, with, with him, and, and that's, as, as we say, it's TV, guys. Um, and people need to be entertained, and there's no doubt about it, that guy is still entertaining. I mean, I believe he's, he's off on a, a, a tour of Australia and New Zealand. Is that right? At the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he's let's be honest with you, he's, he's, he's still going from strength to strength, uh, and I suppose you could say the guy's unstoppable. Um, you know, he's, he's got an ability, he's got uh, a wonderful personality, I think I tell you what. When when he comes back, I think we need to get him on again. I think so. I really do. have a chat with him. See how he's going. Um, see how his tour's gone in in America. Oh, sorry, not America. In Australia, because you see, there, there are different laws in Australia, Ron. You know that, don't you? That that this business about um, being able to, in, in other words, if if a medium tells you that next next year you're going to buy a blue Cadillac, and you don't then they apparently can be sued. Really? And I pa- yeah, yeah. And this originated, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, in Australia. So they that's have awesome. different views on mediumship. That's interesting. Now, uh, a couple of years back, um, we did a, uh, a live broadcast, uh, internet broadcast with uh, Haunted Australia, which is a paranormal TV show out there, oh, yeah. and Haunted Devon from the U.K., and we were in uh, Rhode Island at the Sprague Mansion. And it was interesting because, uh, first of all, it was interesting because of the time differences. You know, we, you have five hours difference than us. But Australia is like the next day different in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But it was cool. They were in a, uh, a theater, so it was doctor at the time. And, and it worked out pretty good. But it was interesting to see how each of the different cultures dealt with, you know, ghosts. Yes, I'll bet. And, and how did they get out? Because I must be honest, I, I, I've not had a lot of um, experience with 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 Australian ghost hunters, um, other, other than the guy, which I think I've already mentioned to you before. Uh, I had a, a, a young guy c- come to the jail um, in Derby, because obviously mm-hmm. a lot of people were transported from Derby jail um, to Australia, and he was the guy that actually told me that all the ghost stories in Australia only originated after the British came, which ah. I've mentioned two years before. Uh, but other than that, I'm not quite sure on how they they go about their ghost hunting. It, you know, did, um, did you notice any difference? I did, just in, in little little things, not like really, you know, they were learning from Major. us and we were learning from them. But 
I mean, uh, it was interesting. I mean, I, I really, you know, when, when Haunted Devon came here, Byron ja- Jackson and uh, Pepper from uh, the BBC, and uh, they are the one that taught me glassware and everything. So they taught me the, the, you know, the things that are more common in the U.S. than not so much common. I don't, I don't know. I think we're a bunch of uh, uh, tech, techno uh, geeks. Oh, in yes, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. That's something I've... I've noticed. Obviously, you know, you're big on your EMF meters, your K2s, um, EVP especially, um, white noise. Um, yeah, you're right. Because, you see, I was a bit surprised that, that you, you don't seem to do a lot of, the, when I say natural things, that's a, you know, um, table til- tilting. The old and days, that's, that's true. The old ways, in fact, yeah. yeah. And, and am I right? That's not, that is not normally part of, of a... American sort of ghost hunting evening. It's actually poo-pooed upon. Really? Really? What? Well, well, all of it. Well, what about what about um, what about Ouija boards? Oh, definitely. That's like the uh, you know the most uh, the hated thing in the United States. Uh, yeah, Ouija boards are like you know you that's you know hell and damnation. Taboo. You're gone. You don't use a Ouija wow. board. I never knew that. Oh yeah. There you are. Yeah, you are, you see. So, so in other words, you're right. You're, you're the technophobe. But you see, again, come on, guys. This, I mean, all you're doing is, is um, bringing, bringing ghost hunting into the 21st century by using, um, you know, electric, electric, electricity, energy, which is what the whole damn thing's about anyway. So you're probably... But I have noticed that, that, you know, you, you, you are very... Um, Mm, you know, computer-minded, electrical-minded, you know, that sort of... You, you, you travel with your computers when ghost hunting and all that sort of stuff. Right, right. Uh, and why not? Yeah. Well, we it, still... You know, it, it's good, but you've got to look at the whole picture as, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah, all all the equipment, and I'm, trust me, I love my equipment. Uh, yeah. But you got to, I mean, some groups won't even use a medium. And I think that's, you know, it's a shame. It's another tool, you know, as I always say, another tool in your toolbox. Maureen hates that, but that's <laughs> what I no, say. I, agree. I absolutely see. Remember when we had um, the Mike Totty, um, my mate from uh, from York, the, the, the other week, the Liverpool guy, and he was saying that, that in his opinion, uh, a medium is no more, in, no, no, it's, it's, a medium is just a tool or an instrument in the same way as, a, as an EMF meter is, which is, in a, in a way, what you're saying. You know, they're an integral part of, of, of ghost hunting, of paranormal investigation. But, but the big one, as he said, is they're not the be-all and end-all. They are just a part of it, you know. And, and exactly. Cannot be proved anymore. And this is, this is something I must say that, that I, I've always found that's been wrong with, with various TV shows, that the medium is all, is God, is all important, that comes, they come, they come in, everyone bows down to them, uh, and, and most of the show is, is centered around what the medium has to say, and, and really and truly, not, none of that can be proved any more than when you're, when your K2 meter goes off, um, and I think we've always put too much, um, what's the word, um, in other words, all of these shows should have been called Let's Test the Medium because that's what it's all about. He comes along, he says there's a man standing in the corner, 
Um, he died in 1642. Jar the goes, and then I spend the rest of the night trying to, trying to prove it or disprove it. Kieran O'Keefe spends most of the night um, trying to disprove it, and, and that's what the show's about. And I think there's more to it than that. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think that uh, it is much more than that. Uh, there, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's in like, other words, the, the medium shouldn't be paid any more money than the rest of us. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. They, you know, people love to see a medium. They really do. Oh, you, you listen. You're you're so right. They love it. They're they're fascinated by it, and and obviously they want to know. And, and at the end of the day, you're so right. Um, Bring a medium onto the show, and, and I I still believe that 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 it adds another dimension to 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 the show, to the evening, to whatever you're doing. And, and exactly. answers, people love it. And we actually have another question from the Tojinet chat room, and this is from the Viking, and he says that's the one thing that Houdini did was bust mediums and table movers. The mm. yeah, that that's true, but he didn't believe in the supernatural. So he, much he, so, yeah. He didn't. He didn't like frauds. I mean, that's no. and nobody does. And if no. they're, you know, have any integrity. And, and he's so right. You're absolutely right. But but again, the problem you've got is that no matter what 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 business we're in or or anything else, <laughs> most businesses that have got anything to do with money whatsoever, uh, and the ghost business is no different to any other, um, attracts frauds. You know, <laughs> look at the banking business <laughs> at the moment. Look at builders. You know, everybody is, is, is doing the same thing, and, and it's, it's a difficult one. The only difference I see it is that a builder, if a builder builds a good house, you can prove it. Um, most of the time when mediums tell us things, and this is my problem with it, that, that, that often you can't prove it. Um, they certainly can't prove that, that they're seeing a, a, a guy standing in the corner. But, yeah, Houdini was a huge believer, but said he'd come back, didn't he, Ron? Right. As far as and we as know, he hasn't. No, that's not the problem. Um, my mother told me she'd come back. Uh, but she never has. <laughs> Okay, but, but, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, when you say come back, I mean, uh, maybe not being able to physically manifest, but it doesn't mean we don't get signs from people from the other side, and it, I, I have to, I mean, my mom just passed away a couple of weeks ago, Yeah, I know. Yeah. and uh, uh, just after she did, I had bought this, this lottery ticket, what we call uh, cash word, it's what it's called in, in the United States, and basically it's like right. a crossword puzzle, you get a letter and you cross it out, and words come up. Well, the, the card was loaded with references from my mom. You know, first of all, it started off with the funeral, and uh, that was funeral for a word on this was pretty weird, and ashes, and um, sympathy, and there was this whole thing, and there was actually a message on the card. It took me a while to decipher it, but I was able to. Wow. Oh, gosh. I mean, they always... I mean, I have a couple of instances... Um, Number one, um, which I think I'll just about get in before before the break. Um, my father-in-law died seven years ago, and he did our accounts for us. He was a very clever guy. He was vice principal of a university in, in, in England, and he was responsible for millions of pounds worth of, of finance. Uh, and he used to do the accounts for, for my, my businesses. Uh, he died... Um, 
seven years ago, and before, this is before the funeral took place, I lost the checkbook. And you know you've run businesses. You, you, lose the, you lose the checkbook and you've got a problem because you've perhaps problem. delayed paying people. You've delayed paying people a little bit or something. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, I've got to pay. And I, anyway, this checkbook was gone. And, and I mean gone. Now, I checked my study inside, outside, upside down, back to front and inside out, uh, my desk, uh, all the stuff on my desk, under, everywhere. Then, then the rest of the house was searched. Uh, and I didn't find Anyway, the morning of the funeral, I walked downstairs, I walked into my study, and there in the middle of my desk, the clear part of the, the, clear part of, of the leather top of my desk was the checkbook. Now, Ron, it wasn't, it's not possible. It, it, I, I searched everywhere, and there it was. And, and I genuinely believe that he brought it back for us or found it for us. There's no other explanation. Hmm. I, that's happened many times. Uh, it's so funny you mention that because that's exactly what happened to my brother. Now, my brother lived with my mom, actually lived upstairs in a, in a different house, but uh, yes. basically his checkbook disappeared, and then yeah. for, uh, I think it's about two weeks now, it just reappeared. Yeah, in a, in a place where you know you looked. That's yeah, a big absolutely. One. Yeah. I mean, if I'd, if I'd, you know what I mean, if I'd gone in the drawer... And it, and it had appeared in the drawer. Then I'd say, well, there's every possibility that for some reason it might have got trapped at the back of the drawer. And when I pulled the drawer out again, it, it fell back forward into the drawer. Yeah, I can accept all that. But there's no way that I can accept the cleared area on the, on the middle of my desk where I'd look. Oh, come on. I'd had everything off, back to front. And there it was, sat quite neatly, placed in the middle of the desk. Hmm. Um, and, and there is... I'm sure someone could give me an explanation, but I can't, and I believe it was him. But I've never seen, I've heard of him since, or, or, or anything at all. But I find that um, quite a fascinating one. And I also have another one um, from my dad mm-hmm. that is, is a, well, to be honest with you, one of my best, one of my best ghost stories. And I've used it a, a few times on radio shows. TV shows and things when people have asked me, because basically I've had, well, now, now after you, last, after your, our experience last year at Gettysburg, I've now had what I believe to be four uh, paranormal in experiences in my life. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a ghost. I've heard a ghost. Okay. I've had, I've been touched by a ghost at Gettysburg, as you know, uh-huh. but I also traveled with a ghost. And that's the, but that, the, the, when I tell this and I say to people, that's the one, funnily enough, where people's eyes light up. Oh, yes, I yes, say, yes, I remember that, the guy, the guy in the car. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when people's eyes light up when I tell them that story. Uh, or be, as I'm, beforehand, that's the one they want to know. You know, yeah, lots of people have seen a ghost. You know, lots of people have heard a ghost. You know, okay, not that many people have been <laughs> touched by a Union soldier uh, at Little Round Top, which I find fascinating but you know to travel with a ghost uh and not know it um is a story well i think it's one of my best ghost stories to be honest with you well, why don't we do um, a, a quick synopsis before the we go to the break uh, i think we have a couple minutes so yeah no very 
No, we don't. Be. No, we don't. We have 15 no, seconds. Not a problem. We'll, listen, we'll keep people um, waiting with bated breath for um, uh, Richard Felix's best ghost story. And I tell you what, you, you get thinking as well, uh, because I'd be rather interested to know what, uh, what your best ghost story is as well. Okay, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on Tojinet Pararex Ghost Channel Beyond, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Pair X family. I'm Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, parapsychologist and investigator from Travel Channel's Most Haunted. Parapsychology is the scientific study of the paranormal. And this includes every aspect of ESP, whether it's telepathy, precognition or clairvoyance, but also the study of PK or psychokinesis. And this can include poltergeist activity, but also mediumistic communication and encounters with spirit. Join me and Ron Kolick. This August, I'll be coming to New England and I'll be doing a variety of different things. I'll be doing workshops, for example paranormal CSI workshop. I'll be doing ghost investigations, taking part in a ghost cruise around the Portsmouth area, visiting various lighthouses, and also having dinner with some of you in an allegedly haunted restaurant. No matter what event I do, it'll be exciting, it'll be paranormal, and I hope you'll be there. For more information on Karen's event or to register, go to anyghostproject.com. That's the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Hope to see you there. Now back to our show. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicle International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on TojiNet, Parrax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Anybody wants to join us in the TojiNet? Uh, the Pararex chat room, please do. If you have a question for us, uh, you can join us in the chat room. Or call 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. So are we going to hear this story? I think you might, yeah. It was mm. 1992. Uh, my dad died in February. Um, and I used to go down to a military base um, every year to borrow a load of uniforms uh we did we bonnie prince charlie have you heard of him i might have yeah well he was he was supposed to be king of england but he he actually invaded he was he was half half polish and half british and um basically he invaded england uh marched all the way down to my place to derby uh 
and turned back at Derby. And I raised £100,000 for a statue. The only statue in the world of this guy. Um, and basically, every year we do a parade, um, Bonnie Prince Charlie Parade, and we have bagpipes and Highlanders from all over the country come down and we, they all parade through the streets of Derby. And I borrow these red coat uniforms, uh, or used to borrow them, from a, a, a guy called Dr. David Chandler, who was a big reenactor, um, professor of war studies at the Royal Military Academy at Sandhurst, where the officers go to, like your um, West Point. Okay. Sim- similar, similar place. And my dad and I got very friendly with him over the years, borrowed the uniforms, and um, I used to take them back, obviously, after Christmas. Because my dad died, I, I put off taking them back. And eventually, he rang me and asked me if I'd bring them back in the July. So I jumped in my car. I don't know what it was, but my wife, Julia, said she'd come with me. And I said, no, it's quite all right. I'm all right on my own. And then my brother said, I'll come. And I said, no, don't worry. I'm fine. I'll go alone. Loaded up the uniforms in my Volvo estate and drove down to this military base. When I got there, I parked outside because you couldn't go in because, obviously, the, it was an army base. And these soldiers were there, as they were last year. And I remember thinking about my dad because he said, oh, do you reckon they've got bullets in those guns? Of course. I said, yeah, of course they have. Um, you know, security and all that sort of stuff. And then this guy came to fetch me. And I signed in at the, at the guardhouse, got in my car and followed him down. And it was about a quarter of a mile down through this base to his office. And when I got there, he jumped out of his car, came over to me, and I was ju- just getting out. He said, Richard, lovely to see you. Would your, you and your, oh, oh, dead like that, and looked at the passenger seat. And I said, sorry, David. He said, no, no, no nothing. It's all right. He said, I thought your wife had come down with you. And he looked a bit bewildered and I said no 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 just me okay right come on he said come in for coffee and as we were walking in he says do you know Richard it's so strange because the whole way down I I was obviously keeping you in my mirror because you know I didn't want to lose you and the whole distance down to my office he said I was watching you in the mirror and there was a figure sitting in your passenger seat all the time and he said I just obviously put two and two together and um and thought it was your wife had come with you but of course he says Julia's blonde, and of course, Dad was was eighty three and <coughs> excuse me, extremely grey. And then he turned to me and he said, um, "You don't think it was Father, do you?" <laughs> and I said, "David, I don't, I don't know. I, I, um, I, I didn't. I saw nothing. I never heard. I never sensed him. I never saw him. I never heard anything. But he saw a figure as large as life sitting in my passenger seat. But of course, I'd been thinking about him." You know, it was a special journey. He used to come with me. And I, I, I just don't know. But this guy, David Chandler, head of war studies, Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, a colonel in, in the British Army, uh, a credible guy. Not the sort of person that, you know what I mean, makes up silly ghost stories or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and he saw somebody. He didn't say who. He said, I saw someone sitting in your passenger seat, and and I, oh, I'll take that with me to the grave, because I came home, told my brother, and it, it made us feel better, because it made us think that there was a possibility that Dad could still be around, and I still believe it now, because it was, you know, it wasn't something I made up, it wasn't something I'd sensed, it wasn't the fact that I'd wanted my dad still to be there, or, or, or anything like that, it was purely and simply... 
um, another person that saw this figure in my driver's passenger seat. Unless, of course, <laughs> my car was haunted and it was somebody else, but I don't think so. I think that that's is so cool. I know, it is. It is. But do you know what? I'll tell you something very quick. I did a radio show, um, a, a national radio show over here called Radio 5 Live. And they said to me, you know, have you got any ghost stories? I said, yeah, I have. This, this, this. And, oh, tell us about that one. And do you know, at the end of it, this guy said, you call that a ghost story? I said, are you kidding yeah, of me? Of course I did. No, I'm not. I said, I thought, you, you oh, I'll be careful what I say live <laughs> over the radio. But I thought, you, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. That's it. That, I said, yeah, that's it. And how do you know it was your father? I said, I don't. I'm the clue. I'm just telling you what, I'm just telling it as it is. Um, but I think that's, personally, a, a story and a half. And, 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 of course, it's real. You know, it happened to me. Uh, Mr. Credible. <laughs> and I'll, ta- I'll, say, I'll take it with me till the day I die. Um, and um, I think it's real. I think my dad was there. I believe that. I believe that, uh, you know, spirits can come back. Uh, Yeah, well, I do. I do. Um, Nothing else. I've never... I mean, that was... This is now... My God, it's it's 18 years ago now. Nothing else has ever happened um, in any way, shape, or form. Apart from um, Chris and Eleanor, as you know who we have on the show every now and then, my my paranormal team. Yeah, from Darby yeah. Yes, that's right. They, Eleanor has told me on more than one occasion that my dad's still around keeping an eye on me. Hmm. And I like it. Why not? I like it. Why Don't not? we all? Yeah. Of course. Um, so there we go. Well, what about you? Who do I have? Oh, you know, there's so many of them. But I actually have an interesting story that happened just this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, it, it, only because it's, I think it's relevant as far as what happened and so forth. Um, Saturday, we did our first ghost cruise out of Rye Beach. It's a three-hour three hour tour. Yeah. I did it with uh, Jeremy Dontremont, who is a lighthouse historian. Yeah, yeah. And, and we went to different different places, uh, you know, like Portsmouth Lighthouse, where we've had a lot of great experiences and so forth. And then we went out to the Isle of Shoals. And, of course, there's a lot, a lot of things that happened out in the Isle of Shoals. There were legends of pirates and pirate treasure and oh, deaths and murders and so forth. And Smutty Nose Island, in fact, there were two women that were murdered by a fisherman uh, while their husbands were ashore. In fact, on that same island, a Spanish galleon had crashed, and they tr- made it from the beach up to the cottage. And when the people got up in the morning and they opened the door, they found the dead bodies at the door. They just didn't make it any further. So anyways, we stopped by Smutty Nose Island, and we decided to do some EVPs. Now, this is interesting because I'd never done EVPs on water before, especially the Right. So this was going to be a new experience. And guess what? We caught an EVP. Yes. Why? Tell me more. Tell us what it said. It said, we're saved. Oh, that is it. We're saved. 
or excuse me, we're rescued. Excuse me, we're rescued. Oh, and that was the EVP, the gesture. So here we were at a location where many shipwrecks were, and especially the Spanish Scallion one. And yet we get captured this EVP, is, which is totally relevant to the area. Yeah. No? Have you... I kind of like it. I mean, have you... I don't suppose you've got it with you now, have you? No, I don't. That's uh, Jim, our EVP specialist, actually took that one. Really? And, and tell me, was it... I mean, you know how... Because I, I sort of... Often I, I hear EVPs and, and think to myself, you know, you can make what you want out of that. Right. But are, are you talking of something that was really quite clear and distinct? And you know, it was it was quite clear because Jim uh, listened to it and he wrote down what he thought it was, and then he gave me yes. the ear, earphones and I listened to it. And he says, yes. "What do you hear?" And I yes. said, uh, "We've been rescued." Oh, and he says, You're, "That's the same thing I get." Yeah, because that's the way. It's no point in saying, "Did you hear we've been rescued?" Oh, yes, I did. I heard the same. Exactly. In other words, that's what, exactly what you do. You say, "What did you hear?" Right, you exactly. Say, and, yeah, that's that's really quite. I'd love I, to hear it. I will just have to see if I can get that from him because so we, we've actually got some really interesting. While we were at Portsmouth Lighthouse uh, in the last investigation, it actually was a public investigation, and at the end of the evening, um, Jim Stoney, our EVP specialist, and uh, Clay, our uh, tech manager, and myself yep. were out in the balcony up in the lighthouse, and. It's haunted by a old uh, lighthouse keeper by the name of Joshua Codd. And yes. we were there, and Jim says, um, Joshua, don't you think it's time to clean the lens? And you get really clear. Yep. So it was pretty cool. But what is even cooler is uh, Jim and Clay were inside the lighthouse doing uh, EVPs, and they were just talking, yada, yada, yada. You could just hear it on tape. And then all you, you, you hear this scream. It says, get out. And, of course, they never heard it audibly, but it was on the, the EVP. It was on, on the tape. Or yeah. The, the, the play. On, the, on the digital, right? Yeah, but they actually didn't hear that. With their no, ears. they did not. They did not. That's the thing about EVPs. You really yeah. don't hear them uh, because they're, they're actually not a true recording. They're actually... The white noise being manipulated by the spirit and putting its voice yes. on it. Because, you know, spirits yes. don't have uh, well, voice they don't have a voice box, do they? Right. <laughs> wow. You know what, that Richard? Is... Yeah. These, these stories are really cool. Maybe we could get some from uh, the people, our listeners. Now, look, that would be, that would be good. We, look, well, why don't we have a competition? Hey, that's a great idea. Where, where we, yeah, where we, you guys out there... Um, uh, what email us or tell us live over the air or, or whatever your, your ghost stories I think that's a great idea and uh, yeah if you've, we want to know your not stories, not made up stories we want to know your mm. real stories and yeah. you email either um, uh, Richard what's your email Richard so we can put that out My, I'm ri- Richard at felixfilms.net that's Richard at F E L I X Films, Felix Films dot net. Um, and yours, Ron? N E, the letter N, the letter E, Ghost Project at Comcast dot net. So that's N E Ghost Project at Comcast dot net. Or, of course, they could call in to the show. 
That's right. Now, I, I noticed in the Pararex that uh, a young woman there said that she had an experience about uh, a ghost that was in her truck. So we would love to hear. And you know what? We'll, we'll do. This is I, I like this idea. We'll, we'll, this is good. This is good. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, it's starting today, and uh, we'll let it run a month. And yeah. you send the whole of send, August. Yep. Send in your stories to either Richard or myself, or, or call them in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or in the chat. Uh, well, the chat room's a little difficult to, to get a hold of, but uh, yeah, either or, and um, we'll, you and I will decide what the, like the 10 best, you, you think the 10 best? I think the 10 best stories, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then... Um, We'll put them up on the website, and we'll have people vote on it. And oh God, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can vote, uh, and, and the for... top three—the top three will win prizes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we'll give them uh, some goodie bags. Um, yeah, we'll come my up with book, something. your book, uh, signed copies, uh, one or two of my DVDs, or something like that. We'll, we'll come uh, up with something. Yeah, we will. Yes, I think that's this is a great really idea. Well, you know what? Because we want to know, you know, what you've experienced. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have a ghost experience, we want to know about it. This is what that show is all about, the ghost. We want to know about the ghost. So is, this is a good I way of finding out. Well, listen, <laughs> there could be a book in this. <laughs> it could ghost be. Ghost, ghost Chronicles, Best Ghost Stories. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> or something like that. Perhaps yeah. not that, but I'm just thinking if if we get enough story, good story. Well, well, I mean, when we say story, you know, th that means, as you've just said, reality, uh, right. not made up stories, but um, real, real ghost stories. Um, I like it. I think it could could be really good. Um, and surely someone, someone out there's got one for us tonight. Well, if they do, they certainly call in at uh, 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. But anyways, well, uh, this is going on. We we didn't finish last week's show. We were talking a little bit about this crystal dude that you were telling me about. <laughs> and, oh, and yeah, kinda, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just wanted to hear more of it. I couldn't find too much I'm, on I'm it. I'm sure you do. I'm sure yeah. you do. It's, it's, it's this guy, his, his name was Marcel Vogel, and he was... He was extremely into crystals, to such an extent that he, he sort of cut. Well, I mean, for those that didn't hear last week... Um, oh, wait wait a minute, Richard, be, before we get into it, just for a second, I'm sorry. We actually had a question for the Pararex chat room from uh, Karen. Oh, she, wants, she wants to know, can she submit more than one? And I don't see any reason why not, right? Absolutely right. I mean, I've got more than one, you've got more than one. Exactly. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, you can you can send several. So, anyways, uh, you were talking about this frog by the name of uh, Ooh, did I say that? Vogel, fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a guy called Marshall. Now, the fascinating thing I think is, is on, from your point of view, he was a Catholic, mm -hmm. a devout Catholic. You know, uh, and he was into crystals. Basically, uh, he he actually worked for um, IBM. Yeah, have you heard of? Yeah, um, he was. I'm trying to think what he was. He worked for them for oh god, years and years and years, and developed. Um, I'm trying to think what magnetic coating for for, for the disc disc drives, uh -huh. and he also created the first liquid crystal displays, which are you know. I think they're are they LCDs. Yeah, 
there's any liquid crystal displays. Yep. So he was a clever guy, but as I say, you know, and, and high up in IBM. Uh, is that an American company? Yeah, uh, I think. You've never heard of IBM, Richard? Well, I'm not. I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! They're like but, huge. But, well, he developed magnetic magnetic coating, but and also something to do with something some red something or other for something to do with TV screens or or video screens. So he was a, he, we're talking of a, of a clever guy here, um, and he was he was fascinated basically with quartz quartz crystal, which of course is silica, as as you probably know. I th I'm trying to think of its of its number SiO SO SiO two, wasn't it, isn't it? Which is which silica um, made of Silicon and oxygen. One of them's positive, one of them's negative, um, and and he was all into doing things like pressing quartz, which alters the charge. It's all to do with um, piezoelectricity, negative and positive ions, all this sort of stuff. He, you know, and vibrating crystal. Um, and apparently, what he did was was um, while he was creating a liquid crystal, he he spent an hour looking or staring at it and imagining um, an image of the Virgin Mary. Uh, while he was, he, was, he was looking at the growth of it. I don't, don't ask me how you do this. Or, or, <laughs> he was creating a crystal or, or something like through a microscope, of course. And, and then at the end of it, he reckoned that he could actually see a recognisable shape of the Virgin Mary in the crystal. Um, and the, oh, the other thing, here's, here's the interesting bit, by the way. He also, as the, as the crystal was, was melting... He, he said that he actually witnessed a blue flash of light through the microscope. And he really? believed that it was... Actually, yeah, and he reckoned it was the transformation of the thought information from him into the crystal. And that he'd, he'd actually got... He said he'd got scientific evidence of a meta, metaphysical power that which the mind has, which can manifest itself in a physical form into a, into a quartz crystal. Um... True, false? Come on, I don't know. But the only thing I do know is, is that the the that your thoughts have frequencies, and frequencies have weight, in the same way as light has weight, because Einstein proved that. Uh, but apparently, in other words, when light, let me get this right, when light hits mass or contacts mass, it can cause it to move, and that's why. Um, um, space probes have light sails because the light can actually physically cause them to move and our, our, our thoughts have the same effect. In other words, Ron, we're not that far away from Star Wars and use the force, which is absolutely, well, I find absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but I mean, you carried out experiments and, and trying to prove that, that actually crystals can store our thoughts um, in the same way as you can record things. Um, I don't know whether it's true or false or whatever, but um, it, the other thing you reckon, of course, that when you and this you know this, I'm sure, as a lot of other people, do, when you point uh, a quartz crystal at another person, it can act, actually amplify um, a person's emotions. Uh, that you can crystals are used for healing. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and it can put you put you in an altered state of consciousness as well, apparently. Right, which we, is in fact. Yeah, if, if you sign up for our um, uh, newsletter on the uh, Any Ghost Project website, uh, we actually send out, we have what we call Crystal of the Month, and it's supposedly tell a special what crystal, this particular crystal is used for. But, it, I mean, I carry crystals 
when I go yeah. ghost hunting, for sure. Uh, we actually have another question from Gail in oh, the Toji Net chat room, and she asked, do they have to be longs, their ghost uh, experiences? Does it doesn't matter to me. Nope, they can be uh, long, short, whatever. Yeah. Mine was pretty long, and I, I've got long ones. Yeah, hey, hey, come on, guys. Anything that you've got, um, let us have it. Long, short, um, so long as it's, when I say true, what you believe uh, to be a, a true account of what happened to you. And let's, let's go for it. Let's, let, let's read them out. Let's, let's hear them. Um, sounds great. I think we're running um, something here. Where is Stanford University, Ron? Oh, my God, you would ask me that. Uh, well, like it doesn't to... matter, but you, you know of it. Yeah, of course. Here's it's the it's in your eyes. Yeah, here's, here's that office. Stanford, Stanford. I stand... Is it in California? Oh, my God. I mean, I know Stanford, but I, I really don't know where it is. Isn't that awful? Oh, my God. Because right, tell you what, because they, they tell you what they did. This is all going on from um, Marcel Vogel and, and his quartz crystal, didn't it? Apparently in 1974, there were some physicists at, at the university that, that some, so I'm told, created a device that stored information as a hologram within the atomic structure of a quartz crystal. And they, were, they somehow managed to, to store and retrieve a three-dimensional hologram of the Mona Lisa in, in a quartz crystal. And I need to know more about that. I need okay. to know, A, where's... Where Stanford check, University is. Check this out. You know all those little chips that run your, your computer? Yes. There's actually microscopic art on a lot of them that they've impregnated them with. Microscopic. And, of course, this is... Like smiley faces or whatever. Those are all on there. You're joking? No. What, that, that, how do they do it? Oh, come on. How do they do it? This needs to, we need to go on with this. Um... Uh, you see, I, this is what I'm thinking. You see, I mean, while I was with you, when I was in Salem last year, and I was doing my little, we, we did the ghost walk around Salem, and uh, we, I gave them a little bit of my theories about crystal, quartz, silica, cement, uh, clay, uh, granite, and we, we were standing by this building in, in Salem, and there was this huge granite um, step, stone step, and, and there were lights were shining on it, and we could see... The quartz crystal glistening, as you can in sandstone and granite. When the sun's shining, you know, look at look, concrete, same thing, it's made of silica. Look at it and see the quartz crystal shining in it. All I'm saying is, if you're telling me that, that you can impregnate images of whatever you said was, was in your microchips, mm-hmm. and they can, they can impress uh, a holographic picture of the Mona Lisa in quartz crystal, then I still believe that that's... That's what happens in the building when there's a traumatic event goes on in the building, and, and you and you've got a recording of a of a person in it right. that we call a ghost. It does make sense. And by the way, I, I think be, I'm onto something. I, by the but way, I need help. <laughs> I need help. I need a university to come along and say, "How can we help you, Richard?" Because I I think that uh, I, do you realise this that we're actually talking of the possibility of medieval medieval CCTV. Think about okay. it. The, mur- okay. the murder that took place in, in 1349 at, at such and such a castle, it might, might be recorded in the building. Right. And we might be able to see who committed the murder if we find a way of, of releasing that recording rather than Absolutely. just someone I mean, that 
we already know that ancient pottery has been impregnated. They don't like me to use the word impregnated, by the way, in the chat room. Has been embedded with, with different uh, images and, and sounds of the people manufacturing or, or what occurred uh, when these pottery was done, because basically yeah. it's a, a large record. And, and yeah, why not? Yeah, so, so many degrees, uh, so, uh, reps per minute and all of that, like a, like a re- record. Yeah. Right. It, it's, honestly, I, I, you know, stop the world, I want to get up. I, th- I think, I've, think I've hit something. And I just, but uh, the trouble is that not being, as I said to you last week, not being a scientist, having left school at the very early age of 15 and hated science, uh, I'm now getting into the realms of... of um, of quantum physics and also and also, but I mean, tell me, am I not right that that um, the old stylus on a on a record on a record mm-hmm. player that was made of some form of yeah, they used a diamond chip on it actually. Diamonds, a diamond yeah, stylus. Yeah, good ones were had a little diamond chip on it, and uh, that's right. I still have and the a other record ones. Player. And the other ones, I don't. I'm trying to think what uh, what what the ordinary stylus was made from. And I'll find out because I'm a record dealer for 27 years. I should know that. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. But I think, think, you know, I just need a university to take me on and, and, and let me talk to them about it. There must be one out there. But who knows? Perhaps I need a psychiatrist to take me on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? <laughs> absolutely, Richard. Mm. But, Something like it, that. But I just think it needs needs... Going, you know, I need to go into it in in greater depth, in greater detail, um, because I think I have I have half the answer, half the answer to what ghosts might be. I think half the answer. Piezo electricity, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, the stylus that goes onto the onto the onto the bakelite, which I think is also something to do with silica. Uh, the pressure that it's under when it's ha- pressed down onto the record causes. Causes music to come out. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. That that that's the reason. That's uh, right, right, aren't I? Yeah. So I mean, are they ghosts? No. Mm-hmm. It's a word that we use to describe things that we don't understand. You know, you'd, would you, would you be frightened if you pressed the replay button and you saw a, saw John Wayne on the screen? Right. Of course not. But he's dead. Well, we, we got about a minute, minute, well, 30 seconds left in the show, so is there anything you want to add, uh, Richard? Anything I want to add? Uh, not only that I'm doing a, uh, an event uh, at a fantastically haunted castle called Dudley Castle on Saturday night. Um, I've got very few tickets left, I'm very pleased to say, but there is room for just one or two more people. Excellent. If they're interested in coming along, uh, and if they go on to derbyjail.com, G-A-O-L, derbyjail.com, there are still one or two tickets left. Um, that's all I've got to, to advertise. And about you, Ron? Of course, you know, we have Karen O'Keefe from most of the coming over here at the beginning of August. We've got a whole ton of events. But we, we want to hear your, your ghost experiences. Uh, email Richard or myself at any, like the letter N, the letter E, at ghostproject at comcast.net. Or Richard at Richard. Richard at felixfilms.net. And, Richard at uh, felixfilms.net. Right. I was trying to get a hold of uh, Byron Jackson, actually. I wanted to find out how he made out with the Pendleton witches, and maybe we'll do that in another show. Let's just do that. All right, right. friend. Lovely talking to you. So, good night. God bless, everyone. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week.
Goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, things that go. 